Rick Jensen. On 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL. Well, this is not the way any of us expected to wind down from the pandemic. Unemployment insurance benefits. Still, a lot of folks are uh, getting blocked up by bureaucracy. And that bureaucracy is often being caused by, well, sometimes people put the wrong information in when they want to get their unemployment insurance benefits. Uh, sometimes they lapse in doing their weekly certifications, and you got at least a couple thousand fraudulent claims, if not more, that are basically blocking up the whole system. Daryl Scott's director of your Delaware Unemployment Insurance Office, on the phone right now, as he has been for over a year and a half to help folks with a team of over 200 people. Daryl, thanks for being on, man. Thanks, Rick. Thanks for having me on again. Uh, I want to get right to uh, the phone call, and then we'll talk more about uh, your big job fair and uh, and how uh, you can help other folks as well. And we're going to get right to Anise, as I have done the worst thing a, po- a talk show host can possibly do. I did not lock in Daryl's phone. Hi, Anise. How you doing? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Um, I'm a little disappointed in me right now <laughs> because I hung up on Daryl. Yeah, I, I hung up on Daryl. <laughs> so right now I am the worst guy in your world. But uh, if we give him a moment, I'm sure he's going to get back on. And uh, by God, there he is. Hi, Daryl. Hey. Where'd Thank you go? You, What's wrong with you, man? Why, why'd yeah. you hang up? <laughs> All right. Uh, we know it's my fault. Yeah, Anise, I think I got an email from uh, a relative, your mom or someone like that the other day? Yes, you did, yes. Great. Well, uh, that's why I suggested uh, to call Daryl today, and I'm glad you did. Uh, Daryl. Yes, thank you. Daryl got, e- got the email uh, from you. Did you get the email regarding Anise? I did. I was just trying to look up the uh, update I got on that. So, so Anise, uh, describe your problem here. Um, so I was I was unemployed last year, um, September of 2020, and I filed for my UI benefits. Um, in that regard, I ended up getting my benefits the end of December, but the back pay uh, from September to December was not, it was deposited into my account, but my account wasn't in good standing at the time. Um, so I've been fighting with them ever since December of 2020, um, calling in every day, trying to get information on what's going on. So uh, make a long story short, right now I am uh, speaking to one of the claims deputies finally. It's over a year now, still waiting on um the back pay that um, she said I'm owed twelve checks. Can I can I ask a question so, here? So your account sure. you're talking about your bank account was not in good standing. Correct. Yes, uh, there was an issue with my bank account in which I I told her I would provide her all of the paperwork in that regard because what they did is they sent it back to the center, which would be the state. Oh wow! Because so, I, I would um, think like if you got yeah. in trouble during the pandemic, if you got overdrafted or something like that, uh, because you're not getting paid now that you got bills to pay. It's people, I know this happened. I know this happened uh, during the pandemic. People had auto pay, and they had auto pay yeah. through the bank, and they didn't have any income, and so. Uh, their debtors or creditors just tapped it anyway. Next thing you got thirty five dollars yeah. and thirty five dollars and thirty five dollars. Oh my god! And it happened that's to. Correct. Yeah, that's what happened to you too, huh? Yes, that is correct. So yeah. did, did, did the so, bank did the bank take the money or did they give it back to unemployment? Oh no, they t- they they sent it back to the center, which would be unemployment. Wow. So, because okay. of the bank, because of the account not being in good standing. Yeah, see? And, and no worries uh, here. No, no reason to be embarrassed or ashamed. Honestly, this happened to a lot of oh, people no. uh, because of the pandemic. Daryl, uh, how does your office handle something like this? 
So what the team is working on, so when when a payment is made and returned uh, to us, then we have to reissue. Uh, there's some terms that the team has given me, but essentially we have to reissue or reapply the payments. So receive the money back from the bank, um, restore the balance on the account, and then reissue the payments. And so I understand that that's, this process happened a couple of times. And so we've got, as Anise indicated, we've got a senior deputy who's working on that to try and get the balance reapplied and get the checks reissued. And what I don't have right this moment is how quickly that's going to happen. Um, but what I will do, I have your email. As soon as I get an answer to that question, you'll get an email, and so we can give you some idea how quickly we can get that done. Okay. Okay. I just got a call from the claims deputy today, but uh, she's not okay. returned my email. <laughs> So. Well, uh, well, they are communicating, so that's a that's a good sign. How are you doing? I mean, did, did you get yourself a job? You doing okay? I'm still searching for a job, um, so not doing that well, but um, trying here. Um, the communication is very minimal, so it, it's kind of hard. You know, it's been over a year now, and uh, when you're in the process and going through basically losing everything. It's a little difficult to move forward, but I'm pushing forward with everything. Still well, I hear that. So, so let me ask, uh, what is it that you do or would like to do for a living? Um, I work in corporate law, so um, I incorporate businesses. That's what I would like to get back to doing. Are you a paralegal or are you an attorney? No, I work with paralegals and attorneys, so they come to us to incorporate businesses as a registered agent company. Okay. I work for a registered agent company. So, so uh, is, is it greater than clerical work that you do? Um, I would say so. We have, <laughs> there's a lot of multitasking in that, much more than, uh, you know, an admin one position would be. <laughs> well, there's, so. a, there's a reason why I asked this, and Daryl, this is a great opportunity uh, to share with Anise and everybody else. You've got this ginormous job fair uh, it's, that's happening tomorrow, right? We do. I heard about we, uh, yeah, so there's 152 registered employers planning to attend. It's going to be one of the largest events the Employment and Training Division has put on that I'm aware of ever. Uh, it's at the Chase Center from 10 to 4. And, um, and again, great, great opportunity for people to get face-to-face. -face. Uh, my understanding is employers are going to be taking resumes, interviewing people, and uh, we're excited to see a great turnout uh, and provide people an opportunity to find, uh, find a job. And it's free. It's free. Yeah. So, yeah. so you know, there, there might not be, you know, the, uh, what is it, uh, uh, Arden Scarps or whatever that, uh, what's a big law firm, but it uh, it might be someone there for you to uh, check out. Definitely. That's a lot. I heard about this job there, so. All right. It's free. It's tomorrow, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at uh, the Chase Center. Uh, meanwhile, Daryl, what are you going to do uh, regarding uh, her check? So, one is I've, I've got a... I'm communicating with the deputy and sort of the management staff to try and find out how quickly that process will be done, and we'll follow up with with her on the timing of getting those checks reissued. Yeah, and is it going to be something going to, or should we not talk about what's going to be mailed or in another bank or something? Well, I don't know how the payment will be made. They'll work through that with her, and then um, again, whether it makes sense to do a direct deposit or whether issue a check, they'll work through those details. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how quickly they can manage. You know, do we have the funds back? Then getting the funds reissued to the account, and then 
uh, or reapplied, and then so we can reissue a check. So, so Anise, it looks like they're not going to bring a bag of cash to the job fair uh, for you. <laughs> that would be too nice. I know, right? But uh, but it's, it's good you got the director on, and they are looking into it for you. So uh, so God bless, and I, I wish you the very very best. Thank you. I thank you. I thank you both very much. Thank you. All right. Uh, take Thanks. care. Have a great day. Yeah. No, Daryl's a sincere guy, and uh, and his team working very very hard. In fact, I met the folks on the team. And they said the number one thing they want all of you to know is that they really do care. Let's get to Joe, 302-529-1017. Joe, say hi to Daryl Scott. Hey, Joe. Hey, Randy. Hey, why don't you go there and uh, shout at Joe? I don't, I don't know what's going on. Maybe he's uh, sound like he was in his car. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, you got the information on the job fair. What else uh, do people, uh, should, what should they know about the job fair? So the one thing that people may be wondering is um, they will need to wear a mask, right, given the sort of the bulk of people that they're expecting, both from employers and from individuals looking for work. So people should bring a mask um, and then come come prepared to interview. I mean, one, come prepared like you or, you know, the, you know with your resume, if you've got one. Um, ready to talk to employers. And um, we we're hopeful that, you know, hundreds of people will show up. We had a, just to give you a comparison, we had, I think, less than 100 employers in Dover, an event a month or so ago, had more than 500 uh, job seekers. And um, again, employers are excited to, to, uh, to meet uh, people looking for work and, and uh, people who are ready to go back to work. Uh, and emails I get from folks, Daryl, uh, some commonalities. One is, uh, gosh, I haven't heard from anybody in, in a couple of months. And uh, what do you say to those folks? If they're, they're tr trying to get their back pay, things have, have messed up, and they haven't heard anybody uh, from anybody in a couple of months. Yeah, so the, the one thing we continue to do is look at the oldest claims, right? And so I every, and I did this yesterday with my team, looking at claims that are, you know, we, we still have claims that occasionally will pop out from 2020. The team is working, looking at those uh, every week to try and get those resolved. If people have claims that are, you know, prior to June and they haven't heard from us in, in, um, at, at all or in a couple of months, they need to reach out again. And so, Rick, you know, if they call us, uh, some of those calls are being escalated from the call center directly to uh, the Delaware team, okay. sort of an escalation team to try and resolve. But but if it's been a couple of months and you haven't heard anything from us, please reach out you know, to us. Uh, how, I will tell you, our call volume was down last last week uh, significantly. And um, and again, I'm not saying people should call every day, but but again, if they haven't heard from us, they, they need to reach out and, and uh, they can do that via email. We've got people checking emails as they come in and, and also uh, trying to escalate calls from the call center into the, uh, into the team here in Delaware to try and get issues resolved. About how many claims uh, do you estimate are still outstanding? So we have, we've broken through the 10,000 number. We're, we're um, so as of today, I don't know what the number is, if it's below 9,000, but we're, um, you know, at one point we were, you know, more than 15,000, the, um, but we're below 10,000 claims. They cleared, the team cleared more than 1,400 last week. Um, it means that they investigated, not, not, not all of them required them to write a decision, but between investigating and resolving issues with uh, and or writing decisions, there were more than uh, more than 1,400 last week. 
Um, it so actually more than fourteen hundred last week, and you think it's down around nine thousand, maybe a little more now, huh? Yeah, a little bit more than that. So we're uh, we're we're tr- we were trying to get it down to within thirty days worth of work by the end of the month. We're we're trailing our goal, um, partly because we got a few more claims in the last thirty days or or six weeks than we anticipated in our plan. Um, and the other thing, Rick, that we're finding is as they make an initial determination, they're finding some individuals who have applied before and they have overpayments. And so in addition to determining whether they're entitled to benefits, they're also having to investigate those issues. And in many cases, that's where you know, people fail to report wages. And we've talked about this before. You are asked on your weekly certification, did you earn any money, right? And it's not did you get paid that week, but did you work and earn? And uh, employers report that information to us, and we use that information to you know, determine whether they should have gotten their full benefit or a portion of it. All right, so if, like, say, uh, the week ending last week, uh, you didn't get paid, but you worked 30 hours, you've got to call in and say, yes, I worked for 30 hours, and it was $20 an hour, so here's the gross amount of money that I expect Correct. to be paid. Is that what you have to do? Yep, that's what you have to do. And so when this, when when your benefit when that information is captured, they'll say, okay, you earn $600, your benefit's $400, um, and in that case, you wouldn't qualify for a weekly benefit. If you earned $100, right, and your weekly benefit was $400, then the system will look at it and say, okay, that's not 50% of your weekly benefit amount, so you get your full $400. So there's a little bit of math there, but but again, if they don't report it to us when they're doing their weekly cert, we have checks on the back end. Um, again, if we don't catch it today yeah. when you're filing your weekly cert, when the when the employer provides their wages to us, you're gonna catch we it run then. a process, we identify it then. So we just ask people, if you're, if you're working part-time, report those wages um, and avoid this overpayment issue that uh, that you may face in the in the future. How how much do you think fraud is affecting the backlog? So part of the issue, it, it still affects it because um, if a claim were flagged or there was uh, an issue with a claim that may indicate fraud, then it requires additional steps to adjudicate. So the first thing we're doing is the individual whose claim is being adjudicated has to authenticate their identity. Right. And if somebody um, if a fraudster were able to hijack their claim and redirect payments, then you know, the issue that is affecting Anise with you know, getting the money back, reapplying it to the account, reissuing payments, all that takes some extra time. So it, it just adds additional work to the team as they're as they're reviewing these um, these claims. Yeah, I understand. So, About how many weeks back now is this backlog? So we're assigning work from early July uh, that still be deci- um, uh, to be worked, and I'll just give you a sense. So um, there are about out of that ten thousand or so, and I was just trying to get to the spreadsheet because I had it here. Okay. Um, there's about six sixty. Well, as of Monday, there were sixty four hundred claims yet to be assigned, and so um, they assigned the cases this week. Uh, through early July, if they clear another 1,400, we'll assign probably another 1,500 or so to the team to be identified. So, uh, again, and, and Rick, out of that 6,400, 1,200 were received in October, right? So if you look at that, I've got about 5,000, a little more than 5,000 claims that um, 
that are prior to October that haven't been assigned for individuals to work. Daryl Scott, Director of Delaware's Unemployment Insurance Office. Last call goes to Al at 302-529-1017. Al, you're on with Daryl. Thanks for taking my call, please. Um, um, I talked to you all uh, a little while back about a situation where my um, I tried to go through the PUA. Yeah, it, it was the last couple of weeks of the PUA. And okay. I, I and um, it, yeah, it didn't go through the um, what they call the um, what's that um, the uh, cap, you know, um, capture, 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 and things like that. And you know, like, and it wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't take my information. And then I tried to go through the um, through the regular, and I've never been, you know, I, I, you know I've never got a response. Never got you know anything, and um, and those you know, those were the last two weeks, and I've never gotten you know, any information on it or any conversation from it. Okay. And what's what's where should I go from here? So Al, I don't know if you did this. I know we talked on the twenty first of September, right? That's when uh, I was looking at my notes, and I know that that you called in and and mentioned. Um, having two weeks outstanding. If you would send Rick an email, R-I-C-K at W-D-E-L.com, and I'll have somebody look at that and reach out to you. I, I'm aware the CAPTCHA was, is working, but I know from talking to more technical people than, than me that it's a very challenging CAPTCHA. And that was done because of some of the fraud that we were facing is that we, we sort of made it more, a little more stringent you know, to get through. But, but Al, if you'll email Rick, R-I-C-K at WDL.com, and let me have somebody look at that, and we'll reach out to you and see what we can do about getting those last two, uh, two weeks process. What is the, yeah, and, and what is the, yeah, like, um, the, um, as far as um, knowing, uh, like, um, that you, um, you're reaching out to me and things like that, um, where do you know, like really? You know, where do we go from here as far as? So you um, mean you mean uh, they're going to call you or email you, uh, Daryl? Is it going to be a phone call? Is it going to be an email? How will you reach out to them? I'm going to ask them to call Al. Okay. Uh, and they may also email to document, you know, sort of the activity on the account. But I, I'm going to ask that they reach out via phone to try and. You know, sort of resolve. The okay, issue. so let me let me just say it because of uh, time, we're running out of time here. Yep. So, Al, here's where we go from here. Uh, you send me an email, Rick R I C K at W D E L dot com, with your full name, your phone number, the last four, only the last four of your social security number, and any claim numbers you have, and then I'll give it to Daryl. He'll give it to the team, and they'll give you a call. Okay. Appreciate that. All right, sir. Be well, my friend. And I look forward to your email. Thanks. It's rick at wdel.com. All right. And what I do is I just ask I just ask as a volunteer, I'm an extra funnel, you know, going right there into the office. Uh, Daryl, any last words? You don't want to talk about the job fair, do you? No, I don't th- didn't think I, so. I, no, I, no, I didn't think so. So big job fair, Chase Center tomorrow, 10 to 4, 152 employers registered to attend. It's going to be a great event for people to look for work. Also, I want to remind people, job link. Dot Delaware.gov. And All I right. sometimes confuse that. Please now, register and, and get your resume updated. There's more than 14,000 jobs 
This is, this is live today, Tuesday. If you're listening to the replay after the news at, t- at 10.30 on Wednesday, that job fair is today on Wednesday from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. at the Chase Center. Thanks, Daryl. appreciate the call. Thanks, Rick. Have a great day. Okay. I hear you might be having a job fair. <laughs> okay. All right. Enough of that nonsense. Uh, how about we take a break? This is a good idea. Stay tuned. More with Rick Jensen just ahead on 1150 AM, 1017 FM, WDEL.